Tom Allen spoke to the media on Monday ahead of the Hoosiers game against the Buckeyes this weekend. A lot of interesting takeaways from the press conference, including some of the biggest risers during fall camp. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Tom Allen, as he typically does uh, during a game week, spoke to the media on Monday A lot of interesting things to take away from it. Fall camp is officially over and game week is here. So there's a bit of a wrap up, bit of a preview. And we're going to start with that wrap up part because he was asked some of the, about some of the names that stuck out to him that improved the most could be considered the biggest risers of fall camp. There was a little bit of a, a common thread with some of the names he mentioned. Amari Farrell is the first name he mentioned. Again, I, I think most of these names you're probably not going to know, or at least two of the three. Uh, but Farrell is a defensive back, a true freshman, uh, someone, and again, it, it bears mentioning that he was the first name uh, that Tom Allen mentioned. Uh, quote, been here since January, true freshman, really good football player, really a guy, he's a guy that we've said, you know what, we've got to get him involved on special teams and he's risen on the depth chart. This is kind of what we've been talking about in that there's so much unknown about the secondary that you can have a true freshman come in and press and rise up that depth chart through fall camp. Now, it's going to be another thing for them to do that in a game setting, especially as a true freshman, but there were a couple of guys in that secondary who stuck uh, stuck out and probably rose up the depth chart and that's taking advantage of the situation. That's um, make kind of making a name for yourself. And they had an opportunity and a couple of these guys really seized that opportunity and rose up the depth chart. So Amari Farrell listed at 6'2", 210 pounds out of Florida. Uh, again, a true freshman, but if there was a position that I, I thought that a true freshman could come in and really start making plays right away, it would be that secondary just because we don't really know what to expect out of that secondary. It's going to be interesting to see who gets playing time, who gets the bulk of the snaps, how much rotation there is. Again, we mentioned this on Monday's episode. There might not be a worse team to face having a com- completely new secondary uh, with very few exceptions than Ohio State but you're going to get thrown into the fire right away it's only going to be easier after this so uh, we'll we'll learn who's going to be able to sink or swim another name he mentioned Jordan Greer another defensive back this a junior uh, quote another one that's elevated his status on our team and I think really improved a lot as a player a lot of the same things are going to apply there 
Greer, someone that um, has been around and knows kind of the Tom Allen's way of doing things and how he wants to play defense. Now he's had a couple of different defensive coordinators, but it hasn't, he he's been around the program. So a little bit different to what, uh, Farrell has done, but again, a lot of the same there. Someone that's really stuck out. The last name is a name that we have mentioned during the, uh, fall camp during the buildup to this season. And it is Linnell Carr, who is probably going to be a starter. If I had to guess right now, he's going to start at that bull position, that linebacker kind of defensive end edge rusher hybrid. Here's what Tom Allen had to say on him quote, continues to be a guy that is playing with a lot of confidence right now with regards to what he sees in practice. It needs to translate to the game without question, but he's a guy that's been playing at a higher level than maybe we expected even in the beginning. So I'm really excited about that. You could not ask for more as a coach, as a fan, as someone supporting this program around this program, than to have someone come in and exceed expectations right away. Carr was a regular player last season on West Virginia. He played in 12 games. He only had 21 tackles, four and a half for loss. I don't know how much playing time he got during those clearly the situation wasn't right and he moved on to indiana interestingly uh he's been listed as both kind of a linebacker and a defensive lineman throughout his career so seems very perfectly suited for that bull position uh, he's listed on the depth chart, I believe, as an outside linebacker. He is. There aren't many that are listed as an outside linebacker, but he's 6'1", 240 pounds, um, played a couple seasons at West Virginia, now with the Hoosiers, and probably a starter right away, like we said, replacing Deshaun McCullough in that bull position. That's where McCullough had a lot of his snaps. But having Carr come in really exceed expectations early on, that's a positive sign. That's something that's encouraging to see, encouraging to read, encouraging to hear, all of that. So I'm excited to see what this defense is going to be capable of. You're going to have to have a, a huge, not even a grain of salt, a couple pounds of salt, all sorts of caveats and asterisks with this Ohio State game, but... There are some pieces there that could make it it exciting and very interesting at the very least for the Hoosiers on the defensive side of the ball. There was one other name Tom Allen mentioned, and he actually talked about him separately as well. One of the most, I think, intriguing names on this roster. We'll We'll tell you who that is, what Tom Allen had to say about him here in just a moment. First, though, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash college and get on your way to feeling your best self. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and a path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. 
The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to go into uh, any office, anything like that. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash LockedOnCollege. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen every day. Exciting announcement. College football season obviously is here this season. Locked On is kicking up our coverage. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. So right here, Locked On Hoosiers, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe. You can watch Locked On Live every Friday. Locked On College Football Live will cover college football playoff implications, conference rivalries, go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find college Locked On College Football Live every Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, on any Locked On College YouTube channel, you won't want to miss it. I don't know that I am going to be on there. I've offered my services to them. I can't imagine Locked On College Football Live is going to uh, want to talk to IU. But, I mean, hey, they would have wanted to in 2020. So maybe things will turn around again. A name that I've mentioned a fair amount. Every dayers will remember this. And... Uh, Perhaps they are as interested as I am. Donovan McCauley, someone that just a few years ago was a top recruit, top rated. I believe he's still the highest rated quarterback recruit the Hoosiers have ever landed. Now a wide receiver. That was a a big discussion point last year. It's kind of went under the radar this year. There's been a lot of other topics, another quarterback battle. A lot of other wide receivers that have come in and I think have probably moved him down the depth chart. Now, Tom Allen did mention four people that he considered big risers during uh, fall camp, but he was also asked about Donovan McCauley specifically, so I wanted to dedicate a little more time to him. So here's what he had to say about McCauley's fall camp. Continues to elevate his game, and to me that's something I really challenge him about. He's worked extremely hard this offseason and just being able to be a guy that can make game-changing plays, which is what we need on that side of the ball. I need to create explosive plays on offense to be able to allow us to move the football and do good things in that regard. The explosive plays part is certainly noteworthy because that is something IU has lacked entirely over the last couple of seasons is having those explosive plays on offense. Uh, Too many drives have been very quick three and outs and no yardage gained. You're losing the field position battle. You're keeping the defense out there. So those explosive plays do a number of things and the Hoosiers have lacked them. Donovan McCauley is capable of that. He's capable of a lot of things. He's probably one of the best athletes on this IU football roster, which allowed him to go from a quarterback to a wide receiver. The transition wasn't great last season. He largely, and pretty bluntly was a non-factor on the, on, uh, 
as a wide receiver on the offensive side of the ball. And so he is someone that is going to have to probably reestablish himself. He only had 16 catches for 169 yards and a touchdown last year. And that came when IU really needed receivers to step up late in the season with Cam Camper down and he wasn't able to do it. So I thought that was a big opportunity missed for him, but it's not an opportunity entirely lost because he does have a couple more seasons in Bloomington potentially assuming he doesn't transfer Tom Allen was later on in his press conference asked about Macaulay specifically. He, he continued talking about how difficult it is to play the receiver position and acknowledge that it's been, it, it's been an adjustment and one they kind of expected. It wasn't as simple as just coming in, running a route and catching some footballs. There's more to it. Uh, but he also talked about kind of what his message to Macaulay has been quote, my challenge to him is to just go out there and play with the confidence and the belief that you know you have to be in the to be in as the lead receiver. When the ball's in the air, it is your ball. I don't care who we're playing against, what coverage you're in, I don't care about anything else. When that ball is anywhere near you, you come down with it and you have that edge about you, that swagger about you. He's big, he's long, he's athletic, and all those things you'll see. Physically, he has the makeup to be an NFL wide receiver, just a physical, purely profile. He can, he's listed at 6'5", 200 pounds. Nobody else is really coming close to that as a wide receiver on this roster. He looks the part of a talented NFL receiver, but looking the part and playing the part are two very different things. I could see him being a perfect goal line threat as a, pass catcher just throw those jump balls and tell him to go get it he's gonna have the physical advantage nine times out of ten in those situations but he has to have more use than kind of a specialty receiver in goal lines and even then i i don't know that he's necessarily the best the best option to go for i'm rooting for him i i really want him to succeed for a number of reasons but I think if he's playing well, it adds an element to IU's offense that I'm trying to think the last time IU had a big wide receiver like that, Simi Cobbs, probably uh, it, it's an element that IU has, has lacked in having that big talented wide receiver. I don't know that he's even going to be a starter at the beginning of this year. I would guess it's going to be, Cam Camper, one of EJ Williams or Dequise Carter. And then there's been a lot of talk about Cameron Perry, a redshirt freshman, as kind of that slot receiver. I don't know that he's going to start right away. Wide receiver might be the position where there will be the most opportunities of guys coming in and out. And that's a really deep room. Tom Allen talked about that, about how deep of a of a wide receiver room that they have. And there's a lot of really talented guys in that wide receiver room. If IU can get good quarterback play, they have a lot of guys to rotate through that can make plays, which is a plus for IU football as a whole, but a little bit of a negative for Donovan McCauley. He's going to have to really assert himself to stand out in this group. I'm fascinated to see what he's able to do this season. 
I, again, I'm hoping that he can take a step forward and really start to make good on, on him switching positions because if it goes awry again this year, there's a lot of questions that, that have to be asked about why he switched, why he was allowed. We can address those way down the line if it happens, but I hope it's nothing we really have to ever talk about. Tom Allen also talked about how good the offensive line has looked. Again, as I mentioned on Monday's show, it feels like there's good vibes about the offensive line. Here's what he had to say, quote, I think it's hard to tell, though. You mentioned it. We haven't played against anybody except ourselves for spring and fall camp, but I do feel like our defensive line has some different players than we've had in terms of just the mass and the talent level, so that helps us give us a true picture of who they're going against. But I feel like we've made progress. I guess we'll know for sure on Saturday. Obviously, it's a tremendous test. That's an interesting little caveat he gave in there. There's one other quote I'll read in a second. But I use offensive line looking maybe good against previous versions of their defensive line. I meant very little because I use defensive line hasn't been good for a number of seasons. I use defensive line is going to be good this season. At the very least, they're going to be much improved from where they were. You're playing against someone like Andre Carter who is going to be one of the best defensive linemen in the Big Ten this year. I will stake my flag on that. I've said it a couple times now. Uh, but you have another, a, a number of other guys. You have someone like a Ladarius Cox, 6'4", 305 pounds. You have someone like a Philip Bleedy, 6'3", 295 pounds. Just physically, that's something Tom Allen keeps mentioning, how much different of a makeup they are physically than what they've been in other years. Patrick Lucas Jr., 6'3", 315 pounds. Linnell Carr that we mentioned earlier as kind of an edge rusher. Someone that's really, really played well this season. So IU's offensive line has gotten more of a test than perhaps they have in recent years. And the fact that they're still coming out and talking about how good the offensive line has looked is encouraging. Very encouraging. And I don't want to get it too ahead of myself, but I, I do feel good about this offensive line. Here's one other quote he gave a little bit later on. Quote, I do feel like our O-line has improved, but at the same time, they've got to show it on game day. It's got to be a huge, consistent thing we see each and every week. Nail on the head right there. You can look good in fall camp, spring camp, practices, whatever it may be. You can look good against yourself. You have to do it in a game for anyone to really care. If they struggle again during the games, it won't really matter how good they looked in fall camp. You have to go out there, you have to prove it in games, and you have to prove it each and every week. I thought IU ended the season playing well. Their offensive line ended the season playing well last year, and perhaps that was some nice momentum to go into the offseason with. But you have to now start this year playing well. Again, as we've said time and time again, it's a tough team to have your first game against in Ohio State, but... Again, just like with the secondary, the offensive line, there might be a, a couple teams that are going to play to this level, but this is one of the best teams you're going to face in that regard. So you get thrown into the fire right away, you figure some things out, and hopefully you come out looking better at the end of the game and heading into the future weeks. But again, the vibes continue to be great about this offensive line. Tom Allen did one of the sillier things he's done as well at this press conference on Monday. And I don't mean that in kind of a fun, goofy way. I mean like a, what are we doing here type of way. We'll tell you what he did, why I find it very silly here in a minute. 
Get ready for the NFL season or the college football season, guys, with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all new customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. These deals continue to get better and better. If you guys want to throw those $5 down on IU, I looked. <laughs> Ohio State is 29 and a half point favorites. I think Ohio State should be a favorite. That feels high for a game in which I don't think Ohio State knows its quarterback. IU doesn't know its quarterback. There's a lot of variables here. A 30 point win. Uh, it wouldn't feel great even if you throw this score out the door, but if you want to bet $5 on Ohio State, if you think that they're going to win this game comfortably, now's the perfect time to do it at FanDuel. There's no better time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. So if you guys remembered back during the first scrimmage or after the first scrimmage the Hoosiers had during fall camp, one of the takeaways was that special teams did not look good. And that was because Nico Radisic was not there. He's the, uh, I mean, earnestly the star recruit as a kicker in the country. I believe he's the number four rated recruit as a kicker in the country. True freshman. He was out. He is back. But... There's some interesting things going on from Tom Allen because technically there's a kicking competition. Technically we have a winner and Tom Allen isn't going to announce it. He's treating it exactly like the quarterback competition. He said, there's a winner. The team knows we're not telling you that has to be one of the dumbest things I have ever heard. It feels like he is leaning into a bit, except he's being earnest about it what why there i the quarterback thing i complained about last year i hold a lot of the same complaints this year it's very silly it all feels like you're overthinking things by a lot how many other programs name their quarterback before week one and are perfectly fine it just kind of brings this unnecessary attention and scrutiny that it feels silly but I can kind of understand the process for the quarterback. You're forcing the team to prepare for a couple of guys, whatever the kicker. You don't want to name who your kicker is going to be at, It's either going to be a true freshman or a redshirt sophomore, neither of whom have kicked field goals. Why? What? So bizarre. Um, Chris Freeman is going to be the kickoff specialist again this year. He was that last year, so there's no change there. But it also sounds like the kicking game might be dependent on distance. Here's a kind of a lengthy quote of what he said. It was odd. Quote, the field goal themselves is where we're still kind of working through. I think it could be a situation where it's distance driven based on certain parts of the field, different areas where guys are better at, even locations hashes and maybe more probably distance than anything but at the same opportunity we've got some new but at the same time we've got some new opportunities here 
and I feel good about the multiple options we have. Both Chris and Nico have done well. I feel like those guys have put themselves in position to be ready when called upon. We'll probably let the situation dictate that. Bizarre. I don't know that I've ever heard of a two-kicker setup. Bizarre. This feels like it should be Nico Radicic's position. It didn't sound like things went well when he wasn't there. It sounded like they went better in the week he was there. I don't know if he's bluffing. Bluffing about kickers is one of the most insane things I've ever heard. We'll we'll talk about it after the game if special teams is a mess. Truly a bizarre decision. He gave a little bit of, of, of insight into Ohio State. We can start to talk about that a little bit. We'll do that more in depth. Uh, on Thursday's episode when we talked to Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes. The big thing about Ohio State that we've mentioned, they also have a quarterback battle. They also haven't revealed who the quarterback is. And thusly, IU is preparing for two guys. Here's what Tom Allen had to say about the quarterbacks. Quote, I think it's not very many times that we've had a quarterback that we really don't know a lot about. So there's not a lot. You have to go back to high school film for a lot of these guys, for both of these guys. So I think that makes it unique. They're also different quarterbacks as well. They have different skill sets. Both can throw the ball extremely well. One's more athletic than the other is. From a running perspective, both can elude things. That creates challenges without question, but we're playing for that. Uh, We're preparing for that, and we're preparing for both. They have a standard of how they play, and you've got a consistency in what they're doing offensively. So that's going to make it very – you've got to go out and compete them and out-compete them for balls and for plays and for making tackles. Coaches speak, it is hard to tra- uh, decipher sometimes. You've got to go out and out-compete them, whatever that means. But at the end of the day, Ohio State has not picked a quarterback. If you want to make an argument for why you don't reveal a quarterback, it's this quote that Tom Allen gave, which is his mindset for why he's not naming a quarterback and that you're forcing the other team to prepare for two guys um sure fair enough i still think it's all a little bit silly but if they need all the advantages they can possibly get uh and anything will help when it comes to trying to make up the difference between these two teams if it comes down to not naming a quarterback and catching them a little bit off guard uh fair enough but I'm, it's not the approach I would rec- I would take. I would prefer we just named a starter and went about things. But let me know. Do you guys agree? Do you disagree? Do you think we should be naming a starter? Are you fine with how Tom Allen has done things? Let me know down below. But thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll do our recruiting wrap-up, or roundup, I should say, for basketball. Uh, Thursday, we'll have the preview for Ohio State with Jay Stevens. Friday, we'll get you caught up on all the last-minute things you need to know for the game. Be sure you guys are subscribed. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. You guys know the deal. Most importantly, I hope everybody has a great day. And as always, LEO.